Good morning. So it is Sunday morning and I'm not in a dressing gown, which is means I'm more organised today. But anyway, um, wanted to jump on and just chat about a few things that have happened over the last week, which I think will be really valuable, actually. Um, we've had a few guests in. We've had Richard Tully um, from Sport, Richard Tully Sports Massage. We've had Dr. Adam Bibby coming in. We've got a few more people lined up with, with feet and other things. But morning, Angela. I wanted to discuss a few areas. So I've had a few chats this week with a lot of ladies starting on our 21 day kickstart program, which is all done from home. And one of the ladies was mentioning that she'd had success with the keto diet before. And if you haven't heard of the keto diet before, the keto diet is 75% fat, um, 20% protein and 5% carbs, which means it's a really low carb diet, which it's fine. Um, there are benefits of this. So the benefits could be that some people, some people find it easier to stick to a calorie deficit. This means that they actually lose weight in an easier way without hunger, potentially while they're doing it. So most of the benefits come from it. Essentially, you've cut out a third of your plate. So if you cut out a third of your plate, the chances of you eating less are higher which is a good thing if you're trying to control your intake, lose body fat, etc. Now, the one thing that it gets people is it only works when I do it. Then the question is, how often can you do it? Well, I have family back. I have friends. You know, I want to see my friends when we can. Um, we can see have social distance picnic with one. But I want to be able to be more flexible with my food. You know, if I have a carb, it means I fail. I can't just have one carb. It's like... If I have some carbs, I might as well just have all the all of the carbs. And this is a very common mindset when we've you know, got into this dieting cycle, which brings up the negatives of certain certain diets being so rigid. And we had this conversation like there are benefits in other areas, potentially the research um, in epilepsy, um, also in um, certain cancers, potentially. But. I'm talking here from a fat loss perspective, a lifestyle perspective. This is where the the issue of when you're in a diet and it's like all or nothing comes in. And I want to touch on with the keto diet is what we went through was that she was almost some days just, you know, she for ease, she was using these meals that, you know, like the ones where you get like a kit and then you make it yourself, which is really convenient. And um what was happening is there was some carbs in there. So was, there was some carbs in that meal. Then it was a bit like, you know, I'm not really doing it properly now. And it's like that mindset in itself is actually the key factor in, in this being failing or success rather than, you know what, can I see carbs and fats here? Because, you know, if you're not counting calories or anything like that, which is fine, could you see carbs and fats? And this is something I do. It's just a subconscious way for me to control my intake. So, for example, if I know that the as a family, we're going to have something a bit more carb heavy. Um, I will try to lower my fats that day, just subconsciously keep my protein intake quite steady. I'll lower my fats and increase my carbs that day. And just, just to be a bit more flexible, I treat them a bit like to an extent, a petrol or a diesel. Am I petrol or diesel today? And without really counting calories, I'm actually able to go, you know what? Um, Kids want banana pancakes this morning. I'm going to have loads of berries, yogurt. Then we're going to have some popcorn with a meal later, um, with a movie or whatever. So I'm going to have a higher carb day. I'll keep my fats a little bit lower today. And it's just a subconscious way to control your intake. And what I'm getting at here is you've got to make your diet, the MAT diet. Hey, Diana, the 
Angela diet, the Diana diet, whatever, that had a ring to it there, Diana, um, <laughs> whatever one suits your lifestyle. And, and that brings me again to intermittent fasting. A few of the ladies have had great success doing intermittent fasting. And that just basically means delaying breakfast. And it could be that you were eating when you weren't hungry, which again is, is why are we eating when we're not hungry? Is it because it stops you snacking mid-morning? Potentially that's a good thing then. Is it because you just think it will spike your metabolism? In that case, you've got to know that the calories that you eat won't offset, won't be offset by the spike in the metabolism. You could eat a burger from McDonald's and it would spike your metabolism because the metabolism is simply the sum of all reactions in your body. It still comes down, hey, Linda, to that calories in, calories out. Now, when we go into this a bit more, intermittent fasting, therefore, is a good way to potentially control your calorie intake. It might mean that you have fewer meals, so there's less opportunity to overeat. However, for some people, this can kind of create that binge restrict cycle. Right, so when that binge restrict cycle happens, it almost becomes like, I can't wait for evening, then I'll eat what I want. Now, eating what you want could work if you've got such an allowance and you and you stick to more whole foods, it might make you full up more. But then it can be that, like I said, binge restrict, and you're actually still overshooting on the calories, which defeats that object of the intermittent fast in the first place. So you've got to know you with this. Now, the last point I want to bring on is my point here is that, you know, there's very much about fitting it to your lifestyle. There's no one right way. But when you look in amongst this, all these diets, all these fitting it to your lifestyle, whatever you go for, there's an underlying issue sometimes that we're trying to get to the end of, which could be comfort eating. It could be that we're snacking. It could be that we have a coping mechanism, that a habit, which is the snacking. Now, we've got to find ways to break that. So sometimes it's about thinking, okay, when I when I eat healthily or when I when I'm on it, when I'm in it, I feel great. This is what often people say, but I still I feel like I'm missing out. So let's say you've hit your target, however you've done it, you're feeling good, but now you feel like self-sabotaging a bit. Now you feel like you're missing out. A few questions with this. Number one would be missing out according to who? Because sometimes you've got to consider all the marketing around like, you know, junk food, etc. It almost gets gets in our heads that it's like this thing that we have to have and we deserve it, all this stuff. And that's fine. But just be aware of that. It's almost like this is your treat. You know, we are the junk food, you know, but we're, we make you happier. You know, you've seen, seen like adverts, you know, eating ice cream, crying, then happy kind of thing. And it's very kind of emotionally driven with that. So you've got you've got that aspect, number one, and just be aware of that. Also, think about I am missing out. What are you missing out on by going back to your old ways? Because you just mentioned that you're feeling fitter, happier, healthier. You're fitting in those clothes again that you wanted to wear. And this is a big thing to touch on because most people can lose weight, but you know everyone says, you know, I lost weight, few stone on Slimming World, whatever, a few years back, and now it's kind of come back on and it's not really working for me this time. And I don't know why. Everyone just says, just stick to it, and I am. And that can be really frustrating. But when you, so when you look at these things, you've got to look at why do we keep going back? Is it because we feel like we don't deserve it? Because maybe we're like, you know, actually, I don't want to keep going with this because it's too restrictive or is it or is it that the marketing of these certain foods we feel like we have to go and treat ourselves more than we 
we we feel we need to. So my point here is that what are you missing out on by not having those stuff? What are you missing out on by having that stuff? Could you? Why is it that we go into this state of all or nothing? You know, this is a big thing, like, and something that, you know, I, I either work out or I eat crisps and drink wine. Like, why does there have to be that all or nothing thing? And if you think about it, if someone, if you know someone who's got married before, got divorced and then got married again, are they taken any less seriously when they get married? Of course not. But yet when we divorce our diet and we try and get back on with another diet, we seem to go, oh no, I can't do it again. I've failed before. When you think of it like that, it's like, "Mm, yeah, actually. And on that topic of comfort eating, on that topic of snacking, here's one for today is every time you, you snack and comfort eat or eat something that where you're not hungry, you're just kind of passing time, or even if it's a habit, because it might not be comfort eating, it might just be, you know, I just go and eat two biscuits. Consider how much eating when you're not hungry actually costs you. Like write down the cost of it. And then total it up over a week, over a month. Look how much money you'd save if you didn't eat when you weren't hungry. And of course, we all eat when we're not hungry sometimes, you know, me included. But it's a really interesting exercise to do. Hope that helps. Covered a lot. Bit of jibber-jabber. But I hope you take something from that. I just wanted to share um, some of the things I've had this this week from um, chats with some of the ladies inside our 21-day kickstart, some of our Fit for Life programme. So I wanted to touch on that. And any questions, let me know. And have a great Sunday. Speak soon.